Psalm uh, 106, we, uh, we left off with 105, so we'll pick up 106. <clears throat> it's a lengthy one, but there's, uh, there's a lot of meat in it, a lot of reflection. It's a highlight of God's forgiveness toward Israel and Israel's hard heart uh, and how many times the Lord showed His grace and mercy to them. So let's pray. Father, we just pray that you prepare our hearts to receive your word, that you would speak to us and that we would learn and grow. We want to understand you better. We want to know you more as a result of being in your word. So we pray your spirit would teach us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Psalm 106, where we're picking up. We've, we got through 105 last week. So I'm just going to keep moving on down the line to Psalm 106. Now Israel, uh, reading through, especially in the Old Testament, we'll, there are so many times that we see that um, Israel had been forgiven, they'd been uh, spared and uh, restored by the Lord uh, time and again. And uh, yet still sinful, still rebellious, uh, still uh, willfully forgetting uh, the work of the Lord that he had done for them. And um, they were, they'd sinned and they were disciplined many times. And uh, we might, you know, build a judgmental mindset toward them, but you know, essentially, uh, we can find ourselves in the same spot uh, with the Lord, that we've sinned time and time again. Uh, we've been corrected. We've been, um, uh, you know, disciplined by the Lord. And uh, and then we find ourselves maybe getting up and walking for a little bit, and then we, we uh, sin. And, uh, you know, there is... Um, the Lord wants better for us. The Lord, uh, where he has given us his spirit, uh, we don't have to live in that defeat. Uh, are we sinful beings? Yes, we have sinful desires. Do we need to follow after those sins is the question. Uh, the answer obviously is no, right? And how do we have the power to not go down that road, not continue to go? You know, it, where we're, we're walking in strength and then boom, walking in strength and boom. Submitting to the Lord, submitting to His Word, letting His Holy Spirit reign in us, and and uh, getting to the point in our lives that that we uh, understand that true freedom is in submission uh, to the Lord. Now, to the world, that's upside down, right? Uh, it's it's not submitting to anybody, but but when we see uh, even in the great victories God gave uh, to Israel, which we're going to read about here, uh, they still. Um, you guys have heard me say it a million times, so you know what I'm even about to say. Seeing is not believing. How many times did Israel see such great uh, victory and such great deliverance of the Lord? And then it seems like 10 minutes later, they're, they're sinning and Moses is on his face interceding for him, right? We, we've seen that. You know, when you read through the Old Testament prof prophets and see how the Lord is just begging Israel to come back, uh, and they're not willing. You know, so there's a lot for us to, to learn, and hopefully we never get to the mindset where we look at that and go, "Oh, I'm so I'm so glad that I'm so much better uh, than these guys." They don't learn anything, right? Because we haven't learned a lesson in pride and humility, if that's our heart, right? So we have to be able to see 
that the Lord is so faithful and merciful to us uh, in uh, the same way that he is to Israel. Should we continue in sin? Absolutely not. But uh, we should uh, just continue to grow in our faith. And uh, we should sin less as we grow in our faith, right? That, you know, that sinful nature um, should start uh, just um, dying even more in our lives, right? That, that, um, uh, that obedience to the sin uh, shouldn't be something that, that we're uh, conducting ourselves in. Uh, the, the older we get in our faith, right? Not necessarily older, uh, but the, the, the older we grow in our faith, the more we're growing in our faith. So uh, we should certainly be sinning less as time goes by. So, uh, you know, when you consider, when we read through all these things, and, and you're going to go, how would they not uh, serve the Lord? Uh, they should have served him uh, throughout the rest of their days uh, for his faithfulness and mercy, but it wasn't the case. Uh, and I think if we're honest and we look at our lives and go, I can relate to that, right? So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of... Uh, um, there are a lot of things that we can pull out of this and, and grow from. So uh, verse 1 says, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Uh, who can utterly, uh, sorry, utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare his praise? So starts out with a, a declaration and a command to praise the Lord and give thanks uh, to him. Why? For he is good, right? It, because he deserves it. You know, if we're, if we're constantly every day trying to figure, why should I be thanking God? You know, uh, every single day, we shouldn't have to look very far, right? Uh, just getting into the word or just getting into prayer and understanding who God is and who we are and what he's done for us. But just giving him thanks for he is good and his, his mercy endure, endures forever. Uh, that Just praising him for his goodness and his mercy, uh, this, those two alone should cause us to, uh, to praise him. Who can utter mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare his all his praise? Right. So you know we can uh, understand that that's even uh, a command to us. You know we can um, utter uh, what he has done. We can share what he has done. Declare all of his praise. Um, when it's a blessing for me to see uh, brothers and sisters that. Uh, even uh, maybe even in the morning service or whatever is mo is is where we're most likely to see somebody who uh, doesn't know the Lord yet. They're most often going to be invited to a Sunday morning service, and uh, oftentimes they come uh, with uh, you know, our people uh, that that are here, brothers and sisters that that serve you uh, and and attend here. Uh, visitors will come with them because they're hearing of what the Lord has done in uh, their lives and, and they're sharing, uh, you know, we're, we're leaving this place and sharing the goodness of God. We're sharing his mercies. We're uh, sharing uh, the mighty acts that he's done in our lives. Uh, you know, Israel had many things to sing of and to thank him for. Uh, but we see here uh, that they're very forgetful uh, and willfully forgetful. Um, because they were too willing to follow their own sinful uh, desires. But when we're out and, and we're declaring, even seeing this morning some come and, and uh, sit amongst us that we're visiting, because I know brothers and sisters are saying, hey, if, if you want the victory that, that I've experienced that you see in my life, you know, come to church with me, uh, right? It, it, that's, that's, that's us uh, just declaring what the Lord has done and, and, and being able to give him praise for what he's done. So if if uh, if you're if you're wondering like okay well how do I share my faith just tell your story 
You know, how is how is God ministered to us? Uh, that's often the one that's going to come easiest to us, right? Because it's what we've experienced. It's easy to share what we've been, we've experienced. And Israel had a lot to be able to share. So, uh, and we can relate to that. Verse three says, "Blessed are those who keep justice, and he who does." Righteousness at all times. So there's uh, the response. You know, I've shared uh, with the church uh, Micah six eight. Uh, he has shown you, O oh man, uh, what is good, uh, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Right? If we're if we're if we're demonstrating those things in our lives, um, those things are going to be evident. We're going to be able to share, and we're blessed in doing those things. There's a blessing that comes back to us for for uh, acting in those ways. Remember me, O O Lord, with the favor you uh, have toward your people. O visit me with your salvation. That that desire for God uh, to be to be in His presence and for uh, for Him uh, to have His active attention turned toward us. So when it, whenever it says "Remember me," uh, it's it's not that the Lord has has forgotten us. We're asking God to have His active attention turned uh, toward us, and and asking for God's favor is never a, a selfish thing. Right. Because if we're asking for his favor, then we should be declaring uh, what he has done. Right. So uh, those those things should always turn to the glory of the Lord and not to our glory. And it's, oh, visit me uh, with your salvation that I may see the benefit of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that uh, I may glory with your inheritance. Uh, you know, God's chosen people, Israel, and, and how he gave them great victory. Uh, and the 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 desire here that I may see the benefit of your cho- that that to walk with the Lord uh, as one of His chosen ones. Uh, there's a great ben- benefit to you know, our lives, to our, our relationship with Him. Uh, that's going to be seen, uh, and we're we're going to see that, and those around us are going to see. Uh, and uh, that when when you can. Um, when you can hear uh, the response of somebody that may have just come here to his chosen that are here, right? Uh, and uh, when being amongst uh, you know brothers and sisters that are here, uh, and when somebody can even come here and experience uh, the love of God that that's pouring out of us into their lives. Uh, hopefully, that's the goal, right? We want people to experience the love of God. We want people to to be welcome when they come here. Uh, there's a benefit to us. There's a benefit to them, and uh, you know, there's a that that should draw us to that desire uh, uh, that we might grow closer to Him and, and rejoice uh, in the gladness that we can have uh, in the Lord. Verse six: We have sinned with our father. So a change of gears here. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Uh, we have done wickedly. So thing that stuck out to me most in reading this is the identification of themselves as sinners the psalmist is is writing here uh just identifying it, it's it, there's a there's a, a powerful thing in in uh, that that comes from us just being honest about our sin rather than trying to like hide behind it like god doesn't know it exists uh there just there's a confession here you know we have sinned with our fathers we have committed iniquity we have done uh, wickedly, you know, not blaming the sin of the father, right? Because it, it's easy. It's easy to point to, oh, I sinned because of this, or, or it's their, really their fault. But when we look at the scriptures, we're all brought to the point of accountability for our own sins, right? Because you can look in, um, I think it's Ezekiel 
um, 33. Uh, and I, I, I hope I'm, I'm remembering, uh, the, but I know it's in Ezekiel, uh, where, where God declares like who, who has, you know, said uh, to these people that you're going to be judged, uh, for your father's sins or the father's going to be judged for the son's sins. Each person is responsible, uh, for their own conduct here. So where they're, where they're, uh, proclaiming the accountability, uh, in committing their sins and wickedness, the iniquity that they, that they, they were partakers of this iniquity with their fathers. Like, hey, hey we, uh, we did the same thing as our fathers. So rather than blaming the generation that came before, they're owning their sin. And there's something to be said for owning our sin rather than uh, just trying to, to point blame at somebody else. Uh, it's it's a, a powerful thing to to own our own sin uh, and not just own it and be like hey there's no way out of it it's no this is this is a con a, a confession here you know we have sin uh, it's that's an important thing you know instead of just asking God for forgiveness of sins there's the confession and the repentance from sin right those those three th things have to come together uh, the confession the repentance and the forgiveness those three things should go together that's what the the, the scriptures teach that we would confess our sins first uh, you know, John 1 9 that it, it, you know it, we uh, if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So just being flat out and honest with the Lord, because we can't pull the wool over his eyes. He knows we're sinners. Verse 7, our fathers in Egypt um, did not understand your wonders. They did not remember the multitude of your mercies, but rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Uh, you know, this is this is something where you may go, you may go how on earth did they not understand uh, the great wonders that they saw. Think of what they saw. Remember, they're in the land of Goshen, and they, and, and they would see the, the judgment uh, against the gods that, that Egypt served just being poured out upon them, and they're just kind of sitting in the back going, wow, that looks really bad, right? And so they're, they're separated. They're not being judged uh, with Egypt, and they, they saw Egypt time and time again, 10 times with these, these nasty plagues of frogs, lice, you know, flies, uh, just all, all these things that, that Israel, sorry, that Egypt was experiencing. And it says, uh, it's, uh, our fathers did not understand your wonders. They did not remember the multitude of your mercies, that they were separated from these things, that God in his mercy was dealing with uh, Egypt. I mean, the Egypt uh, was, was such a cruel ruler over them. You know, it, when, when uh, they would, at, when they asked for, uh, their freedom. The, what did what what ended up happening? No, you know what? You guys are lazy. And matter of fact, you better start getting to double time because your quota is not being released, and you're going to have to make uh, everything else. Uh, you're going to have to pull everything. We're not going to provide for you what you need to make uh, your bricks. You're going to have to go get all that and produce the same amount of bricks. So they're you know double the work, and uh, they were dealt very harshly uh, by the Egyptians. And you know when you consider the mercies of the Lord to deliver them. Uh, from that bondage, it says at uh, the end of verse seven, but they rebelled by the sea, the the uh, the Red Sea. You know, when when you think of uh, these the multitude of the mercies that they that they witnessed and, you know, what God did in the great victories uh, they saw from the Lord and right by uh, the Red Sea, you know, crying out before. Right. So uh, when they're waiting, when they're standing by the Red Sea and they're between the Red Sea and uh, Egypt coming with its uh, the, its armies, and they're all crying out and everything. And uh, 
you know, Moses goes to the Lord and Moses uh, in, receives the instruction from the Lord and the Lord parts the Red Sea and they walk through it on dry land. And when they get to the other side and they turn around and they can look and see uh, the Egyptian army swallowed up by that same Red Sea that was standing, uh, you know, walls of water on their side, on, on each side of them, that they these these mercies that they saw. And they when they when they get to the other side of the Red Sea, we, we read that they quickly forget. They're like, wait a minute. Did you bring us out here to kill us? It wasn't enough for us to die uh, in Egypt. And they, they're instantly crying out against the Lord and crying out against Moses. Right. And, and the Lord's saying they're not crying out against you. They're crying out against me, Moses. You know, and, and we see uh, that they're rebelling against the Lord, even as they've just witnessed something that powerful. Uh, there's a lesson in that for us. We've seen great victory uh, from uh, that which used to hold us in bondage and sin. And then we get to the other side of it. and We're like, God, what have you done for me? <laughs> right. We get to that point where we forget his mercies. We forget what he's what he's done for us and uh, the wonders that he's done for us. So as we read through these, we're going to see these things and go, can I relate to that? Yes, I can. Right. Never. Nevertheless, verse eight, he saved them uh, for his namesake, that he might make his mighty power known. So God was at work and uh, to save his people, to glorify his name and, and make his mighty power known, it says. You know, we're studying a bit, uh, about this uh, even now, thousands of years later, what the Lord did. Uh, so did that show God's uh, mighty hand? Absolutely. You know, otherwise we wouldn't be studying this. Like I said, thousands of years later, uh, often our faith is criticized saying, oh, yeah, you believe in, you know, that Jesus is coming back. They've been saying that for thousands of years. But when you combine that with prophecy and you see prophecy being fulfilled right in front of our eyes, and the one that always pops into my mind because of the the, the uh, age of technology we're in right now. But if you consider what Daniel was saying was knowledge will increase and many will travel to and fro. Think of right. My, my dad's 80, 80 years old. He'll, he just turned 80. Uh, and to think back to what my dad has experienced in his life and how technology has grown uh, even in his life and travel has grown uh, in, in, in one life uh, lifetime. Right. Um, you know, born in uh, 1943. And uh, you, you consider, you know, when I can hear him say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, we used to do this. Or, you know, when, when you think of like the train was um, oftentimes when somebody needed to travel, they'd jump on a train uh, and they'd, they'd go long distance. For us, uh, you know, we can jump on a plane and, and be in Florida in three hours. Right. We can leave this, you know, single degree weather, you know, and, uh, you know, single digit, I should say, uh, degree weather. Right. And then we land there. We've experienced that before. We, uh, one time we left, we went the opposite way. We left, there was 92 degrees and we had the kids in the pool, uh, where we were staying and everything. And we flew back here and it's 10 below. <laughs> so we're experiencing a hundred degree difference, right? We can experience that in three, uh, in three hours on a flight. Think, think of how technology has grown. You know, and you, and you look at end time prophecy and uh, just just using those, you know, the the discussion you can have with somebody about how knowledge has increased and and think of, uh, you know, how I just think even in, in my day, I, I've, I've uh, talked to my girls about what a pager is. Right. <laughs> right. Who uses a pager anymore? Right. Uh, but but the, the, when you had a pager, you were somebody. Right. So after when I was 18, 19 years old and I had a couple bucks in my pocket that I didn't spend on food and CDs, 
um, I, I, I got a pager, and I don't know, it was 10 bucks a, a month or something like that to have it, right? But, but that was the thing to have, and we could text little codes to each other, right? And the thought of a pager now, just from when I was a teenager, now I'm 44, is kind of a joke. I remember the first cell phones. Uh, that I, I never had a cell phone until uh, we were over in Italy, and we needed something to communicate over there. So we went and we got our, 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 our cell phones over there. And I remember one of Jen's friends, Nikki, she had this phone that was like this big, right? And I would joke with her, and I'm like, hello, you know? And, and just to think that, you know, we can have these small phones and, and the technology within here, right? Just to think of all these things and, and, and to look at, at what, ha, what God has done, um, you know, just over this, this time frame. So when we see the, the, the mockeries of our faith saying, hey, you know, they've been saying this for thousands of years. And you can say, yeah, yeah. And, and, and look how prophecy over time has developed and look at where we're at right now, you know, and, and just seeing that everything's spot on. The Lord could come back at any time. But uh, so so when we can look back thousands of years and see what God has done and be studying those things, did God make his mighty name known? Absolutely. His power known. Here we are studying it. Uh, verse nine. He rebuked the Red Sea also and dried it up. He led them through uh, through the depths as through the wilderness. He saved them from the hand of him who hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered uh, their enemies, uh, there was not one of them left. So God uh, won the war for them. You know, they, uh, they there was no glory for them to claim. All they had to do was be obedient and move, <laughs> right? There, there's, there's a lesson in that for us, right? Uh, we, uh, we, we are called to obedience to God's word and to move when he tells us to move. Um, they, there are times where the Lord tells us to fight, right? You know, look at the full armor of God, right? That, that we're going to have to be involved in this. Uh, in, in their instance, all they had to do was be obedient and, and follow the Lord. And, uh, and where, where they even had the cloud covering them, they could still see uh, these things and they could experience the presence of the Lord covering them so that the, the hot sun wasn't beating down on them and, and the light, the pillar of, of, of fire in front of them leading them along just to know that the Lord was right there with them. So the, they experienced the great power of the Lord as a result. Uh, uh, and as they're uh, being obedient, they experienced the deliverance of the Lord. <clears throat> Verse 12, then they believed his words. They sang his praise, uh, you know, believing what he says and, and praising him for what he's, do what he's doing. It seems good, but then when you get to verse 13, they forgot it all, right? So there's only the brief time that's speaking of that brief celebration. Um, you know, may our hearts not do and follow the same pattern of them, right? Where, where we experience such great... Um, the deliverance from the Lord or the Lord working so powerfully where we'll get to a point where, hey, I believe in the Lord. We're walking strong with him uh, and and we're uh, singing his praise. And may it not be said of us that right the next the next day, uh, spiritually thinking of that, of, well, God, what are you going to do for me today? You know, chasing after the miracles rather than the one that gives us the miracles when he uh, is is showing himself strong. Verse 13, they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. So we see uh, in the picture of Israel being used here as an example 
by the psalmist, uh, that they soon forgot his works. Uh, very typical, very easy for us to do. Um, in the hard times, uh, you guys have heard me share this, but, but even uh, for, for me, watching uh, the, the, the most powerful uh, demonstration that I've seen of this or, or example I have of this that I've gone through is going, uh, the basic training was not, it, was, it, it really wasn't that hard. Basic training is very basic. Um, the hard part was being away from home, getting yelled at. I was a wrestler uh, and I played football. The yelling didn't bother me much. It was being away from home. You know, for me, that was the hard part. And, uh, uh, and being in an environment there where you just, you're afraid of failing and you're going. So in our hardest times for any of us that have even the smallest bit of faith, that's what we're going to you know, cling to the Lord the most. Right. But we're so, you know, that that's that the, the song prone. Uh, what is it? Prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. What is it? Uh, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God. What is that? What what psalm is it? Um, or a hymn is it? Oh, to grace, how great a doubt. You guys know the song, right? Yeah, right. Perfect. Yeah. On pitch and key and everything. Right. But you guys get the point. I'm prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. We are so prone to wander, right? That when the Lord compares us to sheep, right? Sheep wander. They need the constant uh, attention of the shepherd, right? Because you got that sheep that's so prone to wander, right? Uh, there's there's a reason uh, the, the shepherd has the, the 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 hook, right? On the end is to come here, come here, get over here. Sometimes need the the whack on the butt or on the head, and hey, knock that off the, of the correction. But we are we are so prone to wander, so soon to forget. Uh, his works and uh, and they did not wait on his counsel. Um, that's a that that we can get ourselves into uh, a lot of hot water in our lives by not just waiting on the Lord. You know, if we're going to commit something to the Lord, then wait for His guidance. You know, I'm I, that's one thing that I've learned, especially in this position, is once I've I've, I've made a petition to God, I'm going to wait for Him to return. I'll continue to uh, you know to go to Him with that petition. Uh, but I'm not going to move until he tells me to move. Uh, I've, I've learned that. We sang that this morning, right? Uh, if you say go, we will go. Go. If, if you say wait, we will wait. Go, right? <laughs> yeah, she's laughing. At, yeah. Um, uh, we will wait. If you say step out on the waters uh, and they say it can't be done, we'll fix our eyes on you and we will come. We have to be able to wait on the Lord. Uh, that's a hard thing for us to do. Patience, right? There's. Uh, you guys ever been told don't pray for patience because then trials are coming? Pray for patience. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great virtue for us to have in our lives, you know, because that whole process that's going to build that, that, you know, going through that tribulation and, and all those things that James one tells us, you know, consider it pure joy. We have to consider it because it's not pure joy, you know, uh, knowing that the testing of our faith, pr faith produces patience. Right. And uh, when it's had its full work, we come out perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We're more mature. Right. So. So. Uh, but waiting on the Lord, waiting for his counsel, trusting that he's going to lead us. Uh, so not being impatient in our walk with the Lord. But uh, so we see that they soon forgot they didn't wait on his counsel, but lusted uh, exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. And he gave them uh, their request, but sent leanness to their soul. So uh, they lusted exceedingly, and, and you can look through and see how God corrected them uh, for uh, even as Moses is up on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments, what are they doing? They're down playing the harlot, They've and we're going to look into that here even more, but they're following the lusts of their flesh. We talked about that this morning uh, from Romans 13, 
but they lusted exceedingly uh, in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. You know, the uh, they embraced the uh, practices of the pagan nations, and uh, they uh, they many of them lost their lives and experienced um, a great correction and and discipline in their lives as a result. Uh, so it, they, there were uh, big uh, consequences to be paid uh, for uh, them conducting themselves in this manner. And he gave them their request, but he sent leanness uh, into their soul. Think of their requests, right? Some of their requests were, um, you know, even even for food, God would feed them and he gave them water. You know, he gave them manna uh, and he gave them water, that rock that would follow them. And we're going to get to that in second, in 1 Corinthians um, uh, sorry, Second Corinthians, First um, uh, Corinthians ten. Sorry, um, I, I sometimes because we're quoting Second Corinthians this morning, I'll, I'll get them jumbled in my mind. But First Corinthians ten, Paul is giving a a uh, review of history, and he's talking about that rock that followed them, the rock that that gave them water was Christ, right? So when you consider uh, the Lord providing for them, but He sent leanness into their soul. You know, they weren't getting fulfilled in their soul, right? They're, they were still afflicted in their soul. They didn't have the, the, the fulfillment in their lives. There was a leanness uh, in their soul uh, as a result of their, their rebellion. Verse 16, when they envied Moses in the camp and Aaron, uh, the saint of the Lord, right? The, the, uh, the, the part where, um, you know, who, who made you boss, Moses? You know, uh, that, that uh, who, who uh, uh, you know, you, you, you ascribe too much power to yourself, Moses. Uh, and, you know, the answer is God, right? God gave them that. Look at verse 17. The earth opened up and swallowed Dathan and covered the faction of Abiram. A fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. Thus they changed their glory into the image of the ox that eats eats grass. So we see uh, the judgment that was poured out uh, on those that were being rebellious and, and that were rebelling against leadership, right? That's uh, uh, a, a lesson there, you know, where, where they're, they're questioning, you know, do you even, you know, who, who are you? Um, even, even Miriam herself, you know, there, uh, Moses sister standing up saying, you, 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 you take too much on for yourself. You're making yourself too important here. Uh, and they got a, a smack down from the Lord. Uh, forgive the, you know, modern verbiage of that, but uh, actually that's probably verbiage from when I, when I was a teenager, it's probably way past that, that the teenager look at me and go smack down. Right. But anyways, right. Uh, the flame burned up the wicked. Thus they changed the glory of uh, into the image of an ox that eats grass. Think of that, right? Think of that. They verse nineteen says they made a calf in Horeb and in Horeb and worshipped the molded image. You know, worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. Uh, we can look into more of that. You'll understand more of that, but just by reading Romans one. Uh, where you where you see the corruption that has grown so much that uh, you know the the heart has uh, grown uh, so uh, far away from the Lord that God has given them over to a debased mind, right? Where they would worship and serve the creature rather than uh, the Creator. So uh, they're making this uh, this great image, right? And and and, and the sin that's described um, in uh, in Romans one, 
right? That that uh, they would even you know go into um, idolatry, uh, not only idolatry, but uh, but sexual immorality and all these things that were evident in their lives because they were rejecting God and and God gave them over. So you don't want to keep pushing God away. God will give over to the debased mind, so debased that you'll make a calf and say, you know, behold Israel, you know, your God uh, that was made from earrings, right? <laughs> and, and and necklaces, right? And, you know, Aaron uh, and, and her not doing their job when, like, when Moses left them, just to, like, just don't mess anything up, right? You're in control here. And what does Moses come back to? Idolatry and, and uh, sexual immorality. Uh, that that they were conducting themselves in, and 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 many lost their lives uh, as a result. Verse uh, twenty one: They forgot their savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, uh, awesome things by the Red Sea. They forgot their savior. They forgot their savior. We've seen uh, in uh, in our time here. Um, oftentimes, uh, we'll, we'll see somebody that maybe we haven't seen in a while, right? And, and you can see as, as we're talking with them, somebody that is, has slidden back, right? They backslidden, uh, and, and they've, they've, they've fallen away from the Lord and you can just see the, the, the weight of the sin and how that is, has just, uh, you know, over the years, sometimes years, sometimes years. I've had conversations with people that are visiting this church that have said, uh, you know, I haven't been in church since my kids were in diapers, and now their kids are in their twenties. And you can just see the the like you can just see uh, as they're singing in church, and and tears are rolling out onto their cheeks, and 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 they just when when they just remember, like what it was like to be walking with the Savior. They forgot their Savior. They forgot the the one that delivered them out of. You know, when we think of Egypt, we just talked about how cruel of a, of a ruler Egypt was over them. Sin is much more cruel of a master than any, uh, you know, earthly master might be. That we've been delivered uh, from uh, the power of, of, of sin and shame in our lives. But to forget our Savior? Now, guys, I'm not talking about... Maybe, uh, you know, one time we've experienced of, oh, you know, I sinned, like, you know, but, but, but that, that constant, um, walking in, in rebellion to the Lord, where we just say, I once tasted salvation, right? You can go back and read in Hebrews. There's a great warning in Hebrews, right? And, uh, well, I'd be actually reading forward from where we're at right here, but, uh, you know, can you, after you've uh, experienced, you know, the goodness of the Lord and experienced, uh, you know, been saved, if you've fallen away, right? Why would we want to live our lives under a question mark? Just cling to the Lord and not forget our Savior. Uh, just to think of the good things. You know, they forgot him after the, 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 the good things that he had done and, and saved them from the power of Egypt and uh, the wondrous works that he did. Uh, the awesome. Think of those words right, that are uh, the descriptive uh, things that we can see here: wondrous works and awesome things. And they forgot them, right? They forgot uh, the one that that uh, had uh, had conducted those things in their lives. <clears throat> Verse uh, twenty-three. Therefore, he said. Uh, Therefore, he said that he would destroy them. Had not Moses, uh, his chosen one, stood before him in the breach? Uh, to turn away his wrath, 
lest he destroy them. We studied that even, right? You know, when uh, you know God had uh, done this, uh, this, this, these wonderful works, and and uh, then they go and they start turning against the Lord, and Moses just drops on his face and intercedes for them, right? Moses at one point even saying, "Lord, you can blot my name out for them." I mean, that's a love. Consider that that uh, you know the good shepherd. Jesus said, "You know, the good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep." He understood what that meant. Moses understood that. Moses was a shepherd for his father. And, and that he would be willing. He's, you know, Lord, you can blot my name out. Just don't take all them out. And the Lord recognized that and said, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I will relent. So Moses interceded for them. Had he not, they would have died. Uh, in verse 24, it says, then they despised the, the pleasant land. Uh, they did not believe uh, his word. So they refused to go in. Uh, remember uh, when uh, Moses sent out the 12 spies. And uh, when those spies were sent out, the 12 of them were sent out. And when they came back, 10 of them came back saying, there's no way. There is no way. We're like grasshoppers in the sight of these giants. There's no way God can deliver this. And, but there was Caleb and Joshua uh, that believed, no, we need, to, we need to understand who the Lord is and what he can do. Uh, and those were the only two that survived. <laughs> you know, the Lord uh, punished them uh, for this great despising. And they didn't believe in God, and they believed that the enemy was too big. Verse 25, but complained in their tents and did not heed the voice of the Lord. They complained in their tents, right? That means when they went home, they complained. Right? They weren't bold enough to do it out in public. So once they zip up their tent, right, I, I, I don't, I, I'm trusting they probably didn't have the Velcro to put up against the tent walls or whatever, and they didn't have the zippers or whatever they use, but they would tie it shut, and then they, they get in when they're private, and then they're whispering, hey, you know, come on over to our tent. We're going we're gonna to talk about uh, these things. We're going to complain together. They complained and did not heed the voice of the Lord. They were told to move forward, uh, and, uh, and they didn't. So they complained uh, and uh, the uh, secret complaining and griping. You don't don't learn from that also that we shouldn't be those uh, that that would harbor bitterness within our lives because it's only going to eat ourselves alive, right? It's only going to you know get into our bones and ruin our own lives. Uh, but the secret complaining and grope and and and, and griping here, uh, they did not heed the voice of the Lord. Uh, let us learn from that. They didn't heed his his voice. There. Uh, 26 says, therefore, he raised up his hand in an oath against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their descendants among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves also to Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices made to the dead. Thus, they provoked him to anger with their deeds and the plague broke out among them. Again, provoking the Lord to anger uh, in their idolatry resulted in plague. Uh, sin is always going to result in, uh, a, uh, have a bad result in our life, right? Uh, when you consider what James says about sin, you know, when, we, uh, when we're drawn away, enticed by our sinful desires, when we follow those desires, it leads to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, leads to death, right? So they were plagued. Uh, in as a result of their sin, uh, they experienced plague. 
So sin always has a negative effect. So them in their own idolatry uh, were uh, led to a point uh, in following their own idolatrous ways and hearts. Uh, they, it, it led them, their sin led them to plague. Uh, and as they provoked the Lord to anger uh, with their deeds, you know, the Lord called them to uh, live lives following after. He really didn't call them to anything crazy, did he? Follow after me, listen to my word and, and walk with me. He wanted a relationship with them. But they're constantly setting up idols in front of themselves and constantly, you know, just uh, so they, they'd get into the even before the promised land. You know, they're intermingling right with with those um, that they shouldn't that they were told not to. And once they got into the promised land, where, where do their hearts go? Hey, let's intermingle. Let's intermarry. And they get to those points and, and they, they're just creating uh, problems for themselves. And we see another point of uh, inter intercession and intervening. Then Phineas stood up and intervened, and the plague was stopped. And that was accounted to him uh, for righteousness to all generations forevermore. So uh, the intercession again, and we see God's grace and his mercy. And uh, the Lord heeded the voice of Phineas, and, and God's mercy uh, is once again shown. Then uh, verse 32, they angered him uh, also at the waters of strife so that uh, it uh, went, sorry, so uh, that it went ill with Moses on account of them uh, because they rebelled against his spirit and uh, so that he spoke rashly with his lips. So even their sin, you know, Moses was correcting them and interceding uh, for them, uh, but he got to a point where even it was negatively uh, affecting Moses. They, uh, Verse 34, they did not destroy the peoples uh, concerning whom the Lord had commanded them, uh, but they mingled with the Gentiles and learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. So in their disobedience to the Lord, it, it led them to mingling uh, with pagans, and it changed their works, it changed their worship, uh, and it ensnared themselves, right? So they thought, you know, in my freedom, I'm going to go do what I want. I'm my own person, and I'm going to follow after uh, what I want, uh, my, my own, the dictates of my own heart, right? They want to follow uh, their own ways, and it always leads to, to being ensnared every single time. If it's a, if it's a, a, uh, a um, departing from God's word, it, we're always going to find ourselves in the trap, right? We can set the, own, the trap for ourselves, right? We're just Hey, I'm just going to set this there. I'm going to step right into it, right? Um, it, it, because we deceive ourselves thinking we're going to find fulfillment in following after ourselves. Uh, but, uh, you know, what are we called to do? Uh, but to deny ourselves, Jesus said, take up our cross and to follow after him. Uh, the, the, you know, to walk in, the, what does the spirit, uh, what does the scripture say for us to walk in the spirit and, and not walk in the flesh, right? We talked about that this morning, you know, walking uh, in the spirit. We're, we're going to experience freedom. Where the spirit is, there is freedom, right? If we walk in our flesh, we find ourselves ensnared. We walk uh, in the spirit, we find freedom. It's a great and wonderful uh, process that uh, isn't difficult uh, to understand, uh, but we make it difficult for ourselves. Verse 37, they even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons and uh, shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And uh, the land was polluted with blood. Uh, you know, these are things that God strictly forbid. And the Lord even says, you can go read uh, in uh, Isaiah, read in, in Jeremiah. Those are the ones that come to mind where the Lord's speaking against those. He's like, I didn't tell you to do that. 
didn't even come into my mind for you to do that. But yet, in their sinfulness, they're following after these these uh, these idols, and they're they're involved in pagan worship, and they're they're offering their sons and daughters uh, up for uh, for slaughter. Uh, in Jeremiah, you'll see uh, that the Lord's speaking against them, uh, making their sons pass through the fire of uh, of, of the of the gods. And uh, you know when you when you think of um, what's his name. Um, Molech, yes, thank you, Molech. I'm thinking of uh, Chemosh or however you pronounce it. Yeah, but but it's Molech, right? Um, uh, the the fires of Molech, and if you're not familiar, that uh, it's just this big statue, and they would they kindle the fire in that so that it'd burn red hot, and then they'd throw their kids, their their unwanted babies, onto that, and they would they would listen to the screams and uh, banging uh, the banging of drums uh, to drown out the sound and and those things. But they're making their sons and daughters pass through the fires. You know, those are things that God said he didn't even, th- he, it was, didn't even come to mind. And the, in, in uh, the depravity of their sins, uh, they're, they're making their sons and daughters go through those things. Uh, for, for any parent here uh, that, that loves their kids, that's, there is nothing that would, that would uh, convince me that I'm going to let something uh, happen to my kids without dying first. Right, where you just right because me just saying that, right? Don't you just get angry, right? <laughs> right? It just it just wells up inside of us, right? And here they are; they're making their sons and daughters pass through these fires, whom they sacrifice to the idols of Canaan. That was the promised land. They're not supposed to conduct themselves in that manner. That's the land flowing with milk and honey. Go in there and enjoy it. But what do they do? And the land was polluted with blood. That's quite a quite a depiction. <gasps> Excuse me, sorry guys. You're familiar with my digestive system, anyways. Verse thirty-nine. Thus, they were defiled by their own works and played the harlot by their own deeds. Therefore, the wrath of God was kindled against His people, so that He abhorred His own inheritance rather than being blessed. That, you know, you don't want the Lord. We don't want him abhorring us. Right. And and he abhorred his own inheritance and he gave them into the hands of the Gentiles and those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them and they were brought into subjection into their hands. So rather than living in victory, they're living in defeat. Many times he delivered them, but they rebelled in their counsel. And they were brought low for their iniquity. Stiff-necked and hard-hearted is the way Stephen described them. Uh, the, their, their, um, ans- uh, their ancestors, those the forefathers that came before them. When, when Stephen is preaching the bark off the religious leaders about their uh, inability to understand the Lord and to follow the Lord, he's saying, you're just like you're stiff-necked and hard-hearted just the way like our fathers were. Look at that. Many times he delivered them, but they rebelled in their counsel and uh, and were brought low for their iniquity. They could have lived in great victory, but they were constantly living in defeat because they were uh, they were seeking uh, they were following after their own rebellious hearts, uh, stiff-necked and hard-hearted. Verse forty-four. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry and uh, for their sake he remembered his covenant. And relented according to the multitude of his mercies. He also made them uh, made them to be pitied by all those 
who carried them away captive, right? Uh, Nebuchadnezzar carried them away, and God said, go with them. Uh, read through Jeremiah, and you'll see that that described. Uh, those that, that were opposing Jeremiah saying, well, you're not like you consider, well, you're not a patriot. You're telling us to follow uh, the, the enemy. And he's like, no, I'm saying follow the, the word of the Lord. And if you're going to rebel against the word of the Lord, you're going to experience the sword and pestilence. So you can go that way or you can follow the Lord into the correction of the Lord and experience uh, his his punishment. They didn't need to. They that, that they if they would have just followed the Lord, uh, it, they they did they wouldn't have experienced those things, but because they rejected the Lord, uh, it were it, they uh, they uh, were you know rebellious and and they still went through these things. But look what it says in verse forty four. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction. Affliction when he heard their cry and for their sake he uh, remembered his covenant. God remembers his covenant. We've talked about that several times. It's us that are always going to fail. And when there's when there's a deal made with God. And if that deal is broken, there is not, it never, it never has been, and there never will be a failure on God's part to meet His His part of the bargain. It's always us, and we see here that they didn't hold up their their end of the bargain. And uh, but the Lord relented according uh, to the multitude of His mercies, because God is merciful. God is merciful. This is Old Testament God, and we've we've talked about that before. This is Old Testament God that many will uh, will uh, make the declaration against him. Oh, he's just an angry God. No, 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 no. Then they haven't read the scriptures. God's the same in the Old Testament as he is in the New Testament. He hasn't changed. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, and when we understand who he is and that his his mercies. Uh, you know, oh, when we consider uh, in one of the Psalms that we uh, we read recently, uh, and um, actually I think it's uh, in, in Romans 12, uh, uh, and, and I think it's the end of Romans 12, uh, where Paul says, oh, the, the riches of the depth of, of, of the riches of God, right? It's something along those lines. Forgive me, uh, my, it's escaping the exact wording. But just just when we can look in, in the the uh, great mercies of the Lord, you know how wonderful are the riches of His mercies uh, in His grace. If we understand the 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 riches of His mercies and grace, uh, we can sing of of uh, His praise, like it's saying in the beginning of the psalm, all day long. That incessant praise to the Lord for the the uh, wonders of His grace and mercy. He's so worthy of praise and love and adoration. You know, worthy of our worship in our lives. Verse 47, save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the Gentiles and uh, to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be uh, the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say amen. Praise the Lord. You know, the psalmist setting it straight. Save us, O Lord. You know, where's our help? I, where is our help going to come from? I know where my help comes. My help comes from you, the maker of heaven and earth, right? Uh, you know, gather us from among the Gentiles, pulling us in. You know, we may have been dispersed. Bring us back to where we're supposed to be. Uh, help us to give thanks to your holy name, uh, to triumph in your praise. You know, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. From everlasting to everlasting, that we that that blessing the Lord uh, wouldn't end, and let your all your people say Amen. That we would agree with it. 
right? That's what amen means. Like, hey, we're with you. We, we, we agree. Uh, you know, praise the Lord. Uh, if you would turn with me, 1 Corinthians 10, we're going to see this summarized by Paul. Just to see how uh, this this ties in Old Testament, New Testament. You've heard me share uh, that I've actually read account of pastors um, of big churches today saying that the church should just unhitch from the Old Testament. That it's so foolish. You've heard me say that before, so I'm not going to uh, just get on the the soapbox too much. But we can't do that. We need the whole counsel of God. You know, God has given us the whole word. Why would we unhitch? We're not going to understand the New Testament without the Old Testament, right? How are you going to open up to, to, to Hebrews and, and look at uh, the description of, of, of the offerings that were offered before? You're going to be like, what are you talking about? What offerings? And what, are they, what do they mean, right? It, there's gonna, it's an incomplete uh, word, right? We need the whole word, the Old Testament, New Testament. We need, we need the whole scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and into the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with, the, with most of them, God was not well pleased. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. But not us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them were also tempted, some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common as is common uh, to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So Paul is explaining there. Do you, you notice that he says in verse 11, now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our ab admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. These things were you, God's great uh, wrath being poured out to be an example to us, right? We were we were just studying uh, Eli's sons, uh, where uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, not Eli's sons, uh, Aaron's sons, right? Aaron's sons offering profane fire and they lost their lives. God giving that harsh punishment that 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 they would learn. No, no, you you can't take this. You can't offer profane fire. You have to follow 
carefully follow the, the will of the Lord and the word of the Lord. That we would learn from those that have come before. That we, that we would understand these things. Don't do these things. Look how it worked out for them. And it's going to, to destroy us if we conduct ourselves in those manners. So, you know, let us be wise. Uh, let, it, let us learn from those. Uh, we, it would be much better for us to just praise, to thank God, not forget what he's done. And how do we not forget? By, by tending to our, our faith, by, by, by walking out our faith, by getting into the word of God daily, feeding ourselves. Right? We have to get into the word. We forget when we don't practice our faith. Right? When we're not, we're not actively pra practicing our faith, we can, we, can active, we can quickly forget those things that God has done, how he's worked in our lives. But when, when, when we're in the word, when we're in prayer, we're, when we're in fellowship, when, when we're practicing our faith and we're doing what the word calls us to do, we're going to see growth in our lives. We're going to see victory in our lives. And we're going to sing of that victory. We won't forget and then repeat our old, our old habits again, right? If we're actively walking in our faith. If we grow stagnant and we stop walking with the Lord and we stop seeking him, then that actually that stagnance is back, backsliding, right? Let us not do that. Let's just continue forward in keeping our eyes on him. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the, uh, the reminder. Lord, that when, when we can get to a reading something like Psalm 106 and learn the lessons that are there, Lord, help us to learn from, from these things and not the school of hard knocks and dragging ourselves through such pain and uh, misery or, or anything like that, Lord, but, but trusting in you, following your word, uh, remembering what you have done, praising you for it regularly. There's something to be said, Lord, for, for your word commanding us to come together, not forsaking coming together. Because when we do, we forget. And our eyes and our minds and our hearts get focused on other things other than you. Help us to serve you and to seek you every single day. To love you with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. All of them. Love our neighbors ourselves. To actively live out our faith. We praise you for what you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.